Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now for our story. This morning, the first since his arrival home, Randy Lane had arisen at sunrise. But early as it was, Aunt Mary was up already, getting a fire started in the kitchen stove. Peggy was still sound asleep upstairs, and Lefty Larkin, Aunt Mary's old friend and helper, had not appeared from his little house near the road. Soon the kitchen was warm and cozy, fragrant with the odor of freshly made coffee. Now, mother and son, alone for the first time since Randy's unexpected arrival from the South Pacific the previous evening, are enjoying a leisurely intimate breakfast. The kind they used to have in the old days. More coffee, son? Mm, thanks. Tastes wonderful, Mom. <laughs> I thought you'd probably sleep late this morning. Well, I was anxious to look things over in the daylight. Besides, I wanted to talk to you. <laughs> There's so much to catch up. Letters are swell, but they never give the whole story. Oh, I should say they don't. Even when you get a lot of them. <laughs> Yours used to be all worn out from being passed around. We read. Lefty always carried at least one of them in his pocket to read to people. <laughs> he must have bored everyone stiff with them. <laughs> they weren't what you'd call literary masterpieces. They were from you. That was enough for us. <laughs> ah, it's funny. I can't get used to it. Being home? Mm-hmm. You think about it dream about it, and then, well, when you're really home, you, you keep thinking it must be just another dream. Too good to be true. Well, it'll take you a little while to settle down. Yeah, I suppose so. But I've always noticed that the past recedes pretty quickly. The present blocks it out almost before you realize. That's right, Mom, it does. Just now I'm sort of suspended between the two, sort of floating. You look swell, Mom. Except maybe a little tired. <laughs> I got a little older while you've been away, that's all. Oh, no, no. You've been working too hard. But I'll soon take care of that. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> well, I, I see that I'm going to have three bosses now. Peggy and Lefty weren't enough. <laughs> Peggy. Good grief how that kid has grown up. I just can't get over it. She was still practically a little girl when I went away. Yeah. Yeah, that age. Girls seem to mature all of a sudden. And then... Peggy's had quite a lot of unhappiness for her years. She's gone through a great deal more than most girls in the last year or two. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had, uh... I had quite a talk with Dorn last night. From what he told me and what I knew already, I pieced together most of the story. Too bad it had to turn out this way. Yes. Although I think Nicholas was quite right to postpone the wedding. If he's right about Peggy's feeling for Bill Mead, I suppose he is. I'll have to meet that guy. Meet, I mean. From your letters, I've gathered he's had pretty rough treatment from the Calvert clan. Now, that's one thing around here that hasn't changed, I'll bet. The Calverts. No, Randy. I'm afraid things are just about the way they've always been over on 11th Street. I'd hope that maybe they would have pulled up stakes or something. Oh, I doubt if that will ever happen. It was away for a while, though. She went to California. Yeah. Well, it's a darn shame she didn't stay there. 
I remember one summer vacation when she came home from school. She was a, a stuck-up, spoiled little wench even then. Poor child. In many ways, she's more to be pitied than blamed. Mm, well, you're always willing to give the other fellow a break, aren't you? You know, personally, if I'd suffered as much from Ben Calvert as you have, the way he's always hounded you and tried to make things unpleasant, and now his daughter has to cross Peggy up, well, I'd... Well, Randy, I don't deny that Ben Kip have caused a great deal of unhappiness between them. You're darn right they have. But if you understand the reasons why people do the things they do, it's hard to hold them entirely responsible. Kip, especially... She's very much the result of her father's influence. Oh, that doesn't excuse her for being selfish and inconsiderate. No, no, perhaps it doesn't excuse her, dear. But you see, I keep remembering how that girl was when she came back to Wakefield a year or so ago. And she and Peggy were such good friends. She used to come out here a lot. I, I think she sincerely wanted to be friends. She seemed to be looking for something to tie to then. Something and... Someone to believe in. No? Well, uh, what happened? What changed it? Well, it started when she met Bill Mead. He was different from any man she'd known, I guess. She was frankly infatuated with him. Perhaps if she'd met Bill later, after she'd learned more about consideration of others and playing fair, things might have been different. But, uh, as it was... Mm -hmm. She just reached out and grabbed him away from Peggy. Was that it? Just about. And Ben began to take an interest in the thing. He backed her up, of course. Not that he particularly liked Bill, so far as I know. But chiefly because he knew hurting Peggy would hurt us. All of us out here. And you know how Ben feels about the Lane household. Uh, the old tyrant. Well, never mind, Mom. You've got another man in the house now. Between Lefty and me, I think we'll be able to keep things under control. I'm sure you will, dear. It makes me feel very safe having my son in the house again. <laughs> Not that I want or expect you to take on any responsibility in regard to the Calvary. Well, I will. Oh, it won't be necessary, I'm sure. Mom, what makes you say that? They've been kicking up all this trouble. Mm, people like that. Well, Randy, sooner or later things catch up with them somehow. They can't go on breaking the laws of humanity and goodness without paying for it in the long run. Then you think Kit Mead will have to pay eventually? Indeed I do. Yes, Randy. I'm afraid that young woman has a great deal of tragedy coming her way. And at that moment, Kit Mead, the young woman responsible for so much unhappiness, the young woman whom Aunt Mary believed would sooner or later suffer a great deal of unhappiness herself, was sitting up in bed, comfortably propped with pillows, while she sipped her orange juice and coffee. She looked quickly through the mail which had been placed on her breakfast tray, examining the handwriting on each envelope. Then, with an expression of relief, she sank back, thinking. Nothing from Paul yet. It's been two days since he left. I wonder what he's up to. It's not like Paul to do nothing at all. I've got to find out what he's planning before Dad gets us into this fight over custody and the divorce. If Paul's taken it into his head to tell the story about Lisa... Oh, but he wouldn't do that. He said he wouldn't. He said he had another plan. A better plan. I can't see Paul doing anything which might expose him, too, but... Oh, if I only knew. 
The worst of it is not knowing what to expect. Well, I've got to know. Number, please. Hello, operator. This is Mrs. Mead at Ben Calvert's home. I want to put in a call to the Lake Drive Hotel in Chicago, please. I'll wait. Yes, Mrs. Mead. Long distance. Hello, Chicago. This is Wakefield calling. The Lake Drive Hotel. Will you speak to anyone at that number? Hold on, Chicago. Mrs. Mead, are you calling someone in particular at the hotel? Oh, yes, yes, I'm sorry. I'd like to speak to Mr. Paul Cromwell. Mr. Paul Cromwell? Just a moment, Mrs. Mead. Hello, Chicago. My party is calling Mr. Paul Cromwell. One moment, please. Lake Drive Hotel. Hello. We have a long distance from Wakefield for Mr. Paul Cromwell. Mr. Cromwell? I'm sorry, Mr. Cromwell has checked out. Just a moment. Wakefield, Mr. Cromwell has checked out of the hotel. Will your party speak to anyone else? Hello, Mrs. Mead. Mr. Cromwell... Yes, I heard. He's checked out. All right, thank you. Uh, no, no, wait a minute. See if Mrs. Lisa Fenner is there, please. Hello, Chicago. Try Mrs. Lisa Fenner. Is Mrs. Lisa Fenner there? Mrs. Fenner has checked out also. Mrs. Fenner has checked out also. I heard her, operator. That'll be all. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So they both checked out. That must mean they've gone on together. No, oh, Paul was just angry, threatening me. He didn't really intend to make trouble after all. Well, I've been worrying about nothing. No, Kit, you're wrong. You haven't been worrying about nothing. Because at this very moment, Lisa Fenner is on a train bound for Wakefield. Lisa Fenner, who has but one thought in mind, to claim the baby son you took from her by trickery. Yes, in a few short hours, Lisa will arrive in Wakefield.